President Joe Biden's younger dog, Commander, bit another U.S. Secret Service agent at the White House Monday. Uh, This is the 11th biting incident involving the two-year-old German Shepherd. Uh, Including uh, one of the incidents included a a November 2022 incident where an officer was hospitalized after the dog clamped down on their arms and thighs. Here's uh, Global News' Brittany Rosen with a brief report. Hey, pal! The phrase, a dog is a man's best friend, certainly rings true for President Biden and Commander. However, the two-year-old German Shepherd has had a rough time warming up to Biden's closest colleagues. They have been partnering with the Secret Service and executive resident staff on additional uh, leashing protocols and training. Commander has nipped 11 Secret Service agents since last October, even sending one to hospital. The latest incident unfolding Monday at the White House. That is Global National's Brittany Rosen from Washington. Now, White House officials said that the Bidens were working through new training and leashing protocols for the family pet following uh, the incident. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, dogs, biting, and behaviors, Dr. Rebecca Ledger. She's a registered clinical animal behaviorist. Uh, Dr. Ledger, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, very interesting story. Uh, what do you make of this? 11 incidents of biting uh, over, I guess, a couple of years. What do you make of this? Uh, well, uh, I'm surprised it got to be 11 um, and that nothing more successful was done sooner to, to manage this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, that's a lot of bites in a very short amount of time. When an individual or a pet owner has, uh, uh, you know, a do- has a dog that does bite, uh, what should they do? Uh, well, the first thing uh, that's recommended is that the owners uh, obviously have a, a sit down and think seriously hard about why did the bite happen. Uh, sometimes it's very obvious that the dog was provoked and, um, and any reasonable dog may have bitten also in similar circumstances. So obviously, to, to make sure it never happens again, sometimes it's a matter of just modifying um, the, the kind of experiences that the dog has um, or taking precautions if it's, for example, you know, the dog bites at the vet clinic. The dog has to go to the vet clinic. We can't avoid that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you put staff at risk, then um, certainly the vet staff would recommend protocols that are going to help to make that dog see it, be calmer and, and not feel so scared maybe in the clinic mm-hmm. and, um, and ultimately not bite anyone. And that sometimes involves the use of muzzles. But sometimes it's really perplexing. And, and I hear a lot of clients say, you know, that the bite was unprovoked. I have no idea why the dog bit. And, and when it's confusing, when it's not obvious what an owner should do, the first thing they should do is actually still speak to their vet about it, but then um, do a workup with the dog. Because there, there's a lot of underlying medical reasons why sometimes dogs uh, behave unusually, sometimes why they're more irritable or more, aggression, more aggressive or they must, may startle more than usual. So I'd say speak to your vet first, and, and then your vet will triage the situation. Your vet will decide whether or not um, it's, you know, there's something they can do to help the dog make better decisions in similar mm-hmm. situations, or they may recommend that you go to a clinical behaviorist like myself or a trainer, depending on the nature of the problem. Mm-hmm. And have you uh, worked with uh, dogs where you've been able to uh, perhaps make them less aggressive, or whatever the reasoning was they were, they were biting people or acting in an aggressive manner, and you've been able to, to work with the, with the owners and, and, and the dog itself? 
Oh, absolutely. And I hope many of my clients are listening now and got big smiles on their faces <laughs> because so many dogs can be successfully managed. Um, it's uh, in order to sort of get the, the best outcomes um, and the most humane outcomes. There are a lot of evidence based protocols that help dogs to uh, feel less scared, less anxious, less protective, uh, less threatened. Uh, slow down dogs' reactions so that they have more time to process what they're going to do next, what kind of decisions they're going to make as well. Um, so, you know, that that's sometimes a large part of it, but also to uh, you know, educating the owners on how to not how to ensure their dog isn't triggered, um, how to read the warning signs before their dog bites. How do we know our dog is thinking about biting someone or feels uh, a certain way? Um, and we also, of course, we have to sort of think about safety because rehabilitation, we should all be trying to reduce the propensity that our dogs have to bite. But that can be a long journey for some dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, we need to make sure that there's something between our dog's teeth and a potential victim. Uh, and that could be space. And so, you know, I'm really pleased to see that the Bidens are it's, uh, putting together a new leashing protocol. So if the dog's leashed, um, potentially that means there's space between um, his dog and somebody he may bite. But, um, you know, sometimes we need more than that. It's, you know, in small elevators or hallways where there isn't, we can't always have space. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is very sensible to have the dogs muzzled as well uh, under certain circumstances. So, you know, everything, the, the plans, management plans are very much done on a case-by-case basis, uh, but there's certainly a lot that can be done. And uh, and every municipality is going to be different, but broadly speaking, do you have a sense of what the... Uh, what the rules are for municipalities in regards to a dog biting, let's say, a stranger? Like, do you get a chance as an owner to say, wait a minute here, I'm going to go see Dr. Ledger, who's going to help here? Uh, is there a line that most municipalities uh, sort of have where say, look, this has happened one too many times, we, we can't allow this to happen again? Yeah, I mean, they certainly take into account um, a, a pattern in behaviour. So, you know, the, the, the thicker the file gets at animal control, <laughs> the, uh, the more seriously they're going to, um, or the more... Um, uh, severe the consequences may be for the owner, fines may increase. Um, people initially may get off with a warning and have that opportunity to seek professional help to make sure it doesn't happen again. But if it keeps happening again, then you know animal control, they only have so many tools in their toolbox, but uh, they may end up employing more sort of deterrent type um, and, and safety management type uh, consequences for owners, such as bigger fines, dangerous dog designations, um, the requirement that the dog is always leashed and muzzled in public um, for a a period of time, which can be for the remainder of the dog's life in some municipalities. But of course, they do also take into account the severity of the injury and uh, the provocation. But critically, you know, uh, the bylaws do vary across the municipalities. Um, Some take into account that some dogs are kind of justified in biting when they're provoked. And so that the term provocation is in some um, bylaw legislation, but it isn't in all the bylaws. Mm. So whether or not the dog was provoked, if it bit, that's enough in some jurisdictions to, um, to, to, for animal control to consider a dog to be aggressive. Um, but, you know, severity is, de- determining severity is a little tricky as well because, um, you know, some dogs, will bite and, and break skin, 
Um, but it could be a scratch or it could end up with somebody um, being in hospital with, you know, terrible secondary infections. So, uh, either the, again, it's on a case-by-case basis when we look at severity as well to determine the outcome for each dog. And uh, if uh, President Biden were to walk into your office, uh, what advice would you give him <laughs> at this particular uh, point? I'd hand him a muzzle, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> I try not to roll my eyes because... You know, 11 bites, goodness me. I I presume he is getting some help and advice from someone somewhere, but, uh, you know, it should have stopped at one bite. Um, I think more serious safety protocols should have been implemented straight away, and you don't start to remove those until the dog's propensity to behave aggressively really starts to look like it's under control. And um, so, uh, yeah, and, and I would recommend he goes to see his vet and the dog gets a workup and we just make sure there's nothing going on that's really hindering commander's ability to make good decisions. And um, and then once we work that out, there's always training involved. And I would absolutely encourage him to employ positive reinforcement-based training. You know, yeah. no shock collars, no, if we, if we can avoid the punishment, we're going to get fewer people bitten bitten, and we're going to have better um, training outcomes at the end of the day. And and so, yeah, we'd be looking for a good trainer for him to work with. We might be playing with his food and his diet, adjusting that. We might be, um, some dogs require medications. Um, There's all sorts of things we might look at. Well, uh, D- uh, Dr. Ledger, I really appreciate your time, and uh, I think it's just a, once again a reminder. You just have to be a responsible owner as well, and uh, hopefully it doesn't get down to 11 bites, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so if it doesn't get to 12, hey? Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm just looking at some of these uh, FOI requests by some groups, and uh, you know, they're, the, the, the Secret Service isn't very happy with, with the dog either. They, they said if it wasn't the president's dog, the dog would have been gone a long time ago. So. Well, I, I think that's true. You know, he probably doesn't have an animal control officer uh, you know, patrolling the grounds and, and finding him. He's kind of getting away with it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm super grateful to our animal control officers. They, you know, they're, they're no longer, you know, the, the dog catcher that everybody, every dog owner should fear. They really are, um, you know, wonderful sources of information and education for, for pet owners. And their ultimate goal is that they just want the community to be safe and uh, many of them are trained now to to know how to achieve that using the most humane and effective um, methods and how to work with owners well. So, uh, yeah. Dr. Ledger, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, uh, your welcome. time and enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much.